this way, everybody has a band. You might be white, you might be red, and we actually further distinguish and we, uh, from the beginning. And I think we're the only ones to do that. We have a green, which is your all good. You've had all the tests that's required. You have blue, which is you've had some tests, but you're still waiting on one. Have you ever dreamed of living on a paradise island? That's exactly what Yvonne Campbell will be doing for a whole year. Otherworld Travel presents Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Welcome to this week's episode. Last weekend, it was my birthday. I had lots of messages and online time with family and friends. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Which was great. It was really good to spend probably a good kind of 15 hours from the course of Friday through to Sunday chatting and catching up with people. So that was great. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. On Saturday morning, the day of my birthday, I also managed to get out for an early morning walk and swim with a friend because you're allowed to do that with one other person who's not in your household. So that was really good. That was a great way to start the birthday. And then last week, we also had some clarification from the government during one of their very entertaining press conferences, and it was all about curtilage. So... I would imagine the Google searches in Barbados for curtilage are through the roof at the moment. And what Google tells me is the curtilage is an area of land attached to a house and forming one enclosure within it. So the government were basically saying that the kind of stay at home message was about staying within your curtilage. So the interpretation that I took away from that was that me and my neighbours who live in apartments right on a small garden area, were able to spend the afternoon in the garden having some socially distanced drinks. So it felt very special and it's been a while since we've been able to do that. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. My neighbour messaged me to say that I had post in the mailbox. So my first question was, where is the mailbox? And second question, who is sending me something in Barbados? Very exciting. So I've just picked it up and it has got Barbados stamps on it. So who locally would be sending me some post? Who knows? I'm going to check it out now. Oh, well, it is actually from my friend Helen. So there's a note inside and it says, Happy birthday, Yvonne. So sorry not to share it with you in person. Counting the days until October. I'm sure you'll have a fab day anyway. Love, Helen. So Helen was meant to be here on my birthday this year. I've spent numerous birthdays with Helen in London and traveling elsewhere. So because of the UK restrictions and international travel, she wasn't able to come. However, she has rebooked for October. So looking forward to seeing her then. And what's included in the package is Jan Jet jewelry. And I've got a beautiful necklace with a turquoise blue tassel at the end of it. It looks absolutely stunning. Just on a quick Google search and Jan Jet Jewelry is based here on the island in Bridgetown by the looks of it or Christchurch. So that is amazing that she went to all that trouble to find somebody locally to send me a piece of jewelry. Thank you very much Helen. Life in Barbados. This week we have seen easing of restrictions. We're now able to go to the beach and exercise between 3 and 6 p.m. This is making a huge difference to me personally because I generally work 
within that morning slot for the beach and it's helped me to get into a better routine as well. It means I'm making sure that I'm finishing up work by about 4pm and I get time to head to the beach and go for a bit of a dip. We are also now allowed to have takeaways and curbside pickup from restaurants. So we still can't go into restaurants, but we can go and get some different food from what we've been cooking at home ourselves. So I'm going to try that out this weekend. There are a few other shops that have opened up. So mini marts, which were previously closed and it was only supermarkets that were open. So they are now open as well as I think hardware stores and things like that. So the restrictions will be reviewed in a few weeks time. And I think it's all going in the right direction. So the COVID numbers have been coming down and I think the protocols have been working. So let's see where we get to. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Please do subscribe to Life in Barbados to follow my journey and never miss an episode. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. A few weeks ago, I attended a coffee morning run by the UN Development Programme Accelerator Lab for the Eastern Caribbean on the Blue Economy, and it was in relation to sustainable tourism. So I had so many questions about this. To start with, what do the UN Development Programme do, the Accelerator Lab, and what is the Blue Economy? The UN Development Programme is the UN's development agency. It works in about 170 countries and territories around the world, and it basically helps eradicate poverty, reduce inequalities and exclusion, and builds resilience so the countries can sustain progress. So to address these issues, they look to balance three dimensions of sustainable development, which is economic, social and environmental. The Accelerator Lab for Barbados and the Eastern Caribbean is focused on building grassroots portfolios with solutions to the blue economy challenges in the Eastern Caribbean. So that's things such as fisheries, renewable energy, waste management and sustainable tourism. They've been supporting innovation in these areas, running different challenges and hacks here so that people in Barbados are coming up with new and exciting ideas around sustainability. The blue economy, so what is that? Have a listen to this. The blue economy is jobs. The blue economy is fishing. The blue economy is food. The blue economy is our ocean. The blue economy is the sustainable use of ocean resources, economic diversification, improved livelihoods, and ocean ecosystem health and resilience. It covers established sectors such as fishing, tourism, shipping, and emerging industries such as marine renewable energy. Essentially, it's an approach put forward by the international community to take into account the health of the oceans and the seas. So being an island, that makes absolutely perfect sense. You heard from Nicola there in the clip, and she is the head of the Blue Economy Accelerator Lab at the UN Development Programme. And she has an amazing background as a marine biologist and a natural resource and environmental manager. Hopefully, we'll be getting her on a future podcast episode. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. The coffee morning itself involved a range of people who are here in Barbados as remote workers, digital nomads, digital expats, as well as people who have moved here and set up businesses. It was all about exploring and rethinking tourism, the impact of COVID on new opportunities for a different type of tourism, those working from other countries essentially, and what they can contribute to where they are now living. 
We started to touch on sustainability and what those of us who are here on the medium to long term basis could offer. So thinking about kind of welcome stampers, what can they actually contribute? It's going to be an ongoing conversation with regular coffee mornings. So I will keep you updated on that. But it got me thinking about sustainability. So I wanted to find out more about what has happened on the island and how I can take action around it. I contacted Kyle Taylor, who was at the coffee morning for a further chat. It's just become, I don't want to call it trend because sometimes trends end, but sustainability has become more mainstream, right? So mm. and the demand is there. So the demand has caused more and more people to make these so the suppliers have them. So Barbados Packaging, they actually now carry not only recycled paper, but sustainably packaged toilet paper. So going forward, we'll buy it from them. But like, you know, when we created a shop and like we have all the coral safe uh, surf wax and the coral safe sunscreens and disposable uh, uh, ladies products that, you know, are biodegradable and dental floss and glass, you know, just all these things, bamboo toothbrushes. So we created all this stuff and we brought a lot in just from different suppliers. There's a couple of people now doing that as well, which is great, you know, so I think, again, it was just kind of people doing the same mindset. And then when it came to the restaurant, we made a decision to become a pescatarian restaurant. It's not we're not pushing our beliefs on anybody, but the reality is, is that livestock farming, it has a big, huge impact on our environment, right? So if you're going to, you know, do the local thing and do the not mean thing, that's great. But then you have to really try to or do it organically. So to buy, you know, fish here, don't go and buy marlin and swordfish and other fish that shouldn't be fished and taken, right? You want to buy sustainable fish. So we follow the slow fish guide. And then when it comes to the vegetables, we decided to start, you know, farming our own and using local organic farmers, which there are quite a few here. People just don't know where they are and how to get to them. So farmers are like artists, right? They're, they're rock stars. I mean, they do something that's great. And amazing and so hard, but they're not sales folk. They're doing their art. They have to now get their art too with the market. And it's, it's, there's a gap there. So we're trying to help some of that stuff as well. And we have our farm. So we do a lot of farm and table. Right. You have your own farm. Yeah. So the food basically, you know, everything that we have there is local. We don't have anything that's not from Barbados on the menu. You know, that's another thing that is, we've seen in the last couple of years trending. And, you know, if imitation is flattery, then it's great. I mean, we've, a lot of our items have been mimicked and copied. Yeah, so, but it's great. I mean, it's, I'm all for it. A number of people had mentioned the Eco Lifestyle Lodge on the East Coast of Barbados as a boutique, chilled, eco-friendly hotel that has its own farm and offers a fantastic farm-to-table menu in the restaurant. My research also told me that Kyle uses source hydro panels to literally create eco-sky water from thin air. So I had to find out more. Well, it's like we're magicians, right? Um, yeah. You're pulling water out of thin air. The greatest water source is just right around your entire body right now. It's the, it's the atmosphere, more so than the ocean. So we partnered with a company called Source. Uh, it's an international company based out of America. And they make hydro panels. So these panels are solar-driven, and they spin fans. And the fans intake H2O molecules, which we capture and then we add magnesium and calcium and give absolute perfect drinking water. You know, we've tested the EPA, WHO, every testing possible. We go so far above any water that it can possibly be tested. And what's interesting is that you take the our panels in Barbados, you take one in Australia, you take one in Africa, you take one in the Middle East, all the world, it's the same quality water. So we're taking the HCO molecules out 
one, it doesn't, it doesn't have the chance to condense in the cloud and grab the pollution, but also we have the filtrations that, that basically clean the water. So the consistency of the water is global. And we compare our water, you know, from a quality standpoint because of taste and what people want to like a Boss or uh, an Avion or a uh, Fiji or something like that. The manufacturing is run on solar panels as well. So we're bottling glass bottles that are delivery and return model. Uh, so the hotels and restaurants, that's what it was geared for. Because the object is this, is that you know, we're not against Barbados water. I mean, drink Barbados water. You're lucky that you can. It's not like going to Mexico and these other places. But the reality is, is that no groundwater is perfect, right? So it's coming from the ground. It has to be clean. So all the runoff goes into the ground. Then they put chlorine and fluoride into the water. It's not going to kill you, but it could be better. Still not saying don't drink it. What we have to stop doing is importing water. There's no reason to yeah. import bottles of water when we can make the water. And I've proved it, make water here. So for the restaurants and hotels, we'll give you the glass bottles of water. We drink them, you return them, we wash them and reuse them. So it's like right. the old milk delivery system, right? Or built banks here. And then in the 500 millimeter bottles, we have these. So they look and feel like plastic, but this is made out of the cap. Everything on here is made out of 100% non-GMO corn. Oh, wow. The, the labels are actually embedded, and this is made out of food coloring. You could take this, and you can backyard compost it on your own. It does not need a facility. So unlike vegware and these other things, you can do this on your own. Now, you, you want to get the heat up like a com in a compost, but we'll take them back from you. And we've gotten rid of these bottles. I think the best we did is 40 days. Every water bottle, and I think there's right now we're up to a trillion plastic bottles for consumers are sold every minute in the world. So how many are water bottles and how many actually make the facilities? But we could take these. They don't have to ever leave Barbados. The Barbados doesn't have a recycling facility. We have a recycling depot that we put the bottles in. Then if they're lucky, they go to either Trinidad or to Miami. Then there's a sorting process there and only some make it into the recycling, right? So we don't, these don't have to leave. So these could stay right here and we can recycle them. And then we make compost out of them, which then can be used for soil. So we have our farm, right? We have our farm where we just uh, want to plant a couple hundred trees and these go right back into the soil. Are those bottles of water readily available across the island or is it only certain they shops are, you'd be able to get it in? We launched during COVID, right? You know, we conceived this whole thing and, you know, there's very few businesses other than Zoom to launch during COVID that are going to get it, right? <laughs> the reality is that you can buy these. So these are in iMart. They're in some of the gas stations. They're in a lot of the, the like smaller, smaller shops. Yeah. We can't compete with, so the price is because the price of the bottle and the quality of the water, everything, it's a high cost value of a product for me. So I can't compete with the traditional plastic bottle of water that's coming from Florida that's made from a municipality. I can't. I'm competing with an Avion and those. And if you look at them, then we're much less. If you look at the, everything about the bottle and the package, like you could now take this and you can keep reusing this over and over. You shouldn't do that with a plastic bottle of water, right? It's just, you're not supposed to. That's because the bottle's breaking down. You're, in, you're basically inherently taking plastic into your body. So it's a better product in every possible aspect from the quality of the water, the fact of the bottling, and the fact that we'll even take them off your premise. So let's take hotels. Hotels, mini fridges with bottles of water, bottle of water is on the counter that they sell. Sell this, tell the story. You may not make you know, 500% profit, but you'll make 400, you know, and people will be more yeah. apt to buy it because of what it is. Then take them, give them back to us. 
and we'll put them into the facility. So there is one hotel that is strictly on our water, a, a Cobbler's Hotel. Cobbler's Cove is strictly on our glass and, and plant-based bottles. They have been this season. So even during COVID, our plant that we created now has been um, our supply can't meet the demand, um, which is great up until this last pause. But when the restaurants are cooking, more and more restaurants are signing on and we're doing more and more deliveries. So we were basically maxing out our supply. So we're in process of building a very large plant that we're hoping to have up and running for the fall of the 2021 season. You know, we would love to see even from a, a, a tourism standpoint, and we'll co-brand with everybody, anybody. So if you want your name on it, whatever it may be, but like the BHTA, right? So if they are handing out water to everybody that comes off of a, a cruise ship or off of a uh, plane, give them this. Showcase yeah. what you're doing right from the start. And they can take this around, they can use it, or they can freaking just put it into a receptacle where you can then check back. But here's the thing. If this goes on a landfill, it's still breaking down. Life in Barbados. I've been liaising with various accommodation providers here in the island since I arrived. I'm a travel agent. The benefit of being here in Barbados is that I can check out all the different accommodation options and make the perfect recommendation to suit my clients' needs. Given that clients are increasingly concerned about sustainability, I always ask accommodation providers what they are doing around this. Here at Seabreeze Beach House, we have a number of ways that we incorporate sustainability into what we do. One of those ways is becoming a member of Travel Life Programme. And that's a great framework for us to use to measure everything that we do, obviously using the Reduce, Reuse and Recycle programme. We also do things like use low flow tap inhibitors, low energy bulbs. We also have a great way where we use cleaning products that are all natural that we make ourselves. And obviously with the new enhanced cleaning protocols, we also partnered up with a company called Ecolab, which um, have global recognition and accreditation, but also believe in making sure that they are safe and good for the environment. And then another way that we love to incorporate the community in what we do is our Pack for a Purpose program. And this is a great initiative where we ask our guests to actually save a little bit of space in their luggage to bring things for the local community that we need. We partner with a, a charity called Variety, the children's charity, and whether that be school supplies or arts and crafts materials, or even musical instruments, we ask our guests to bring whatever they can, and then we facilitate that passing on to the charity, and everybody wins, and everybody gets that warm and fluffy feeling for making sure they're helping people. Through the coffee morning, chatting to Kyle and a few other people while doing some research for this week's episode, I'm now really intrigued about all sorts of things. Everything from the Slow Food Barbados movement, organic farming collectives, seeing how you can actually make water from thin air, coral reef restoration, to the everyday stuff that we take for granted in bigger countries such as recycling. Watch out for future episodes where I plan to delve into these things with local experts who are driving the sustainability agenda here in Barbados. Life in Barbados. With the news of the vaccine rollout in many countries, including here in Barbados, people are wondering what travel could look like in the near to medium future. Recently, I caught up with Paul Doyle and he is the owner of the Crane Resort and Crane's Beach House here in Barbados. In the early days of the pandemic, the Crane really led the way with the offering on-site COVID testing and great options for quarantine and isolation. And now thinking about the return of travel, Paul is once again leading the way and he's developing a full COVID testing lab on-site of 
the Crane Resort. So Barbados had some testing capacity issues over the last few months, and Paul is anticipating future requirements for testing that may still be needed for travellers, even with the vaccine rollout. Here's what Paul told me. And the real goal is to make the tourist life better, so that when they come here and they stay here, we can turn our test around in four hours. With the English, we start real early in the morning because, you know, they're waking up because their body clock says it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, but it's actually five. Mm-hmm. So we might as well start start the process and we can start them, you know, well before breakfast and they're going to be uh, out of everything before lunch. So that's quite a biggie, being able to turn around PCR tests within four hours. It's very ambitious and we'll be pleased to see how Paul gets on with that. Local restrictions permitting, I'm going to go and see the lab set up when it's ready and we'll tell you all about it in a future episode. So watch this space. For my show notes, Instagram details where you can find my photos and details of how to subscribe and follow my podcast so you don't miss a single episode, head on over to the following link. life hyphen in hyphen barbados.com forward slash podcast. If you are enjoying the show, I would also love it if you could leave me a review. You can do this by clicking the link on the listen and subscribe button in the same link. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Go to life hyphen in hyphen Barbados dot com forward slash subscribe if you've been enjoying life in barbados you're going to want to check out my other show the bucket list each episode i chat with locals guides and even some people i met along the way on various dream trips experience safari in tanzania road trips across the u.s and hiking across australia's national parks just to mention a few of the episodes go to otherworldtravel.com forward slash podcast And remember to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes.